Welcome to Axios Pro Rata, where we take just 10 minutes to get you smarter on the collision of tech, business, and politics. Sponsored by Bridge Bank. Be bold. Venture wisely. I'm Dan Mac. On today's show, how Trump's taxes could keep him off some ballots and the rise of meatless meat. But first, using tech to save kids from tech. Last week, actor Ashton Kutcher was at the giant TED Technology Conference in Vancouver, but he wasn't there to talk about a new TV show or his early investments in companies like Uber or Airbnb. Instead, he was there on behalf of a nonprofit he co-founded over a decade ago that uses technology to fight human trafficking and, in particular, the sexual exploitation of children. It's called Thorn and was one of eight groups picked to share over $280 million in grant funding through what Ted calls its Audacious Project. So in this case, Kutcher announced that the specific goal of Thorn, or its new goal, is to end online child pornography, which he argues is an invisible and growing public health crisis. So for context, the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children reviews and catalogs over 480,000 such images every week. That works out to 25 million such images per year, most of which are of kids under the age of 12. Thorne's basic proposition is that if software can be used to propagate the spread of child pornography, then it can also be used to limit that spread and, in so doing, reduce the number of children being sexually abused and trafficked. In 20 seconds, we'll go deeper on this in a conversation with Ashton Kutcher. But first... This. Bridgebank believes in the risk takers, the game changers, and the disruptors, those committed to leveraging innovation to make the world a better place. That's why Bridgebank has been dedicated to providing financial solutions to sponsor-backed emerging technology and growth companies for nearly two decades through its national network of banking teams and offices. Bridgebank is a division of Western Alliance Bank. Bridgebank. Be bold. Venture wisely. We're joined now by Ashton Kutcher. So, Ashton, at the TED conference last week, you announced that Thorne's new goal is to eliminate, completely eliminate child sexual abuse images and videos from the Internet. But as you know, there's a huge amount of it out there. Why is it you and Thorne think you guys can eradicate it rather than maybe just reduce it a little bit? Well, reduce it a little bit is what's been happening over the last you know, five years, seven to 10 years, really, since the problem started to scale online. I think the the bigger question is, why should we do that? And why is it imperative? And ultimately, what we found through some research is that having exposure to these images actually creates a 50% higher likelihood that somebody commits a hands-on offense. And so it's sort of a self-fulfilling issue that exponentially grows over time. And we've seen the number of images that are being reported to the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children doubling year over year. I think it's like 1.5 images per second that get sent to the National Center right now. So that's the why. The how is slightly more complicated, but ultimately, really what we need to accomplish is we need to get industry all working together domestically and internationally to create a sort of unified system for cataloging these images. Yeah, I mean, will we ever completely eliminate it? I don't know. That's the goal. Why set goals that are easily accomplished? There's sort of no point in setting a goal. You know, it's like, sure. hey, I'm going to walk to the kitchen today. Why set a goal? Just do it. This is going to be tough. There's no doubt. We think that we can take, for at the very least, all of the existing known images and completely eliminate those. A bunch of stories, maybe five years ago, that you guys, that Thorne was working with some of the big, big tech companies, Google, Facebook, et cetera, to kind of build this database of known images. Did that happen? Sure. And if so, kind of how is this an extension on that? 
So we built a unified hashing system with the help of a lot of these big companies. And right now, the 45 million images that annually get reported to the National Center for Missing Exploited Children are primarily coming from 12 websites. You can probably guess all 12 of them, that they're all the bigs. The problem is that the long tail actually doesn't have access to these systems, and they don't have the teams or the financial resources to actually be able to apply effort and energy against the problem. So what we're doing with the new tool that we've created is really democratizing the access to that security layer and then allowing everyone to operate on the same unified system. That's the big new product release that we've got coming out. There's a perception, at least out there, that some of these companies kind of have this see no evil, hear no evil approach towards it. They know that some of this stuff that they claim to not know exists generates traffic. Do you buy that, that a lot of these user-generated sites, these kind of smaller ones, just kind of want to ignore the problem rather than employ software that you guys would be developing for them? I don't think that any of the platforms that we're talking about are leveraging this content for traffic. I don't think that that's their motivation at all. I think that there's a legal liability that takes place the minute that they start to approach this issue, right? So yep. as, as a company, if you know that you're hosting this content, then you're legally responsible to take it down and report it. And a lot of these companies, as they're building out in the early days, they just don't have the resources, the manpower to actually apply effort and energy towards this issue. And what we're going to do is we're just going to give that to them. So So now that's no longer an excuse. And we'll take on some of that liability, I suppose. Your co-founder mentioned uh, last week when this got announced, I I can't remember to who, but to somebody that that perhaps this is a possibility in the future, not only would companies employ the software to keep images and videos off their platforms, but potentially there could even be kind of almost rewards for shutting down, for stopping these. Is that something you foresee? And I, I know we're talking kind of long term, but is there kind of a funding mechanism for that? Part of the funding mechanism from our perspective is that as people start to adopt our software to run their takedown systems, I think we'll become the best in the world at it. Google and Facebook and these other companies are very good at it. But I think given the fact that this is solely what we're focused on and we're going to be building out an entire suite of tools that can be utilized on behalf of this issue, I think at a certain point, these companies get large enough that they can't afford to put some resources towards it and they can start paying us for utilization of the tool. And then as we start to get capital from the utilization of the tool, we're a nonprofit, so we're never going to actually get to a point where we're you know, making money. But as we can start to create capital streams from this software licensing, we could potentially create a system by which this problem can be solved for perpetuity without need for further funding. Final question for you, which is you mentioned the nonprofit status of Thorn. And I wonder, you know, particularly you're somebody who, for example, invests in Uber and Spotify and all these companies where early employees and engineers can potentially make you know millions and huge, huge sums of money. From a recruiting standpoint, what you guys are doing requires a lot of really smart software engineers. Can you speak a little bit how is it difficult sometimes to get the best and the brightest when these folks have potential jackpots sitting elsewhere? <laughs> well, we had seven open engineering headcount and we had 1,500 applications for those seven jobs. Oh, that's not bad. I think given the fact that we're a mission-driven company, well, a mission-driven nonprofit, looking for engineering resources, I think a lot of times engineers... They want to work on things that they care about, and they want to work on things that at the end of the day, they feel like they've made a positive difference in the world. And so I think we get a lot of inbound just based on that. You know, In addition to that, one of the things that we've started doing is reaching out to founders of some of these companies that are going to be going public shortly and, and have decent access to equity that will soon become access to capital. We've started to build an endowment with hmm. uh, sort of a bucket of variable companies that are putting in where the founders are putting in equity into Thorn now. Can you share any of those companies? 
I'd rather not talk about them right now. But ultimately, once those companies go public or once they have a liquidity event, that capital will then exist inside of the endowment. And so as engineers come in, if we get into a recruiting bind of any sort, we can actually like give equity in that pool that can then vest over time. So therefore, we can start to get closer to pay parity with some of these big companies. Ashton Kutcher, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you so much. Have a great day. My final two right after this. With offices in tech hubs throughout the country, including San Francisco, Boston, Atlanta, and now Seattle, BridgeBank continues to meet the innovation ecosystem wherever it thrives. And through its teams focused on technology and life sciences companies and the equity investors who fuel them, BridgeBank delivers a responsive, high-touch client experience. BridgeBank is a division of Western Alliance Bank. BridgeBank. Be bold. Venture wisely. Now it's time for my final two. And first up is a possible re-election challenge for President Trump over his continuing refusal to publicly disclose any of his tax returns. Axios' Jonathan Swan reports that several Republican officials and Trump advisors are worried about legislative efforts in 18 states to not allow a presidential candidate on their general election ballot unless they've first disclosed their tax returns. Now, none of these bills have become law yet, and most of them are being proposed in blue states. But don't be surprised to see at least a couple in effect before Election Day. The bottom line, according to Swan, is that Trump might actually prefer to not be on the ballots of a few states he already expects to lose rather than let us see his taxes. And finally, it seems there is big money in meatless meat. One of the sector's largest companies, Beyond Meat, this morning filed regulatory documents showing that it expects to be worth more than $1 billion after going public next week. Moreover, it showed revenue more than doubling in 2018 to $88 million and a four-fold spike in its food services sales. In other words, when its products are being sold in restaurants and fast food chain. In other words, its products aren't just being purchased in Whole Foods anymore. Now, to be sure, companies like Beyond Meat and Rival Impossible Foods still represent just a tiny sliver of America's protein consumption. But its growth is something that farmers and big agriculture need to be paying attention to, particularly as flavoring and texture improves. And we're done. Big thanks for listening. And to my producer, Tim Shovers, have a great Earth Day, and we'll be back tomorrow with another Pro Rata Podcast.